everyone, and welcome to Another Bite, where we rewatch the most innovative and intriguing pitches from Shark Tank. I'm Jory, and I'm joined by Ariel. Hi. Ariel, is a baby shower always necessary? Not if you change their diaper fast enough. Today's product aims to alleviate parents' real heartache and change the world, one bare bottom at a time. But will the sharks love this product, or is it a real stinker? All that and more after this brief message. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. Like trying to remember the name of that guy you met at a networking event. Was it Ron or could it be Don or John? Maybe Sean? Yeah, that kind of impossible. HubSpot's all new service hub can help. Well, in the service solution part, at least. It brings service and success together in one powerful platform for the first time ever. With an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that handles frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps reps anticipate customer needs and a full 360 view of every customer. So your go-to-market team can keep a pulse on accounts trying to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale support and drive revenue and retention. And you know what that means, better service and happier customers at every stage of their journey. Visit HubSpot.com service so you can do more with your customers today. Today in the tank, we have Dingle Dangle. Yes, I said that right. And Dingle Dangle is brought to us by Stuart. And Stuart is asking for $75,000 for 20% in his business, which is a $375,000 valuation. Now, the problem that Dingle Dangle solves is that it's very, very, very difficult to wrestle a child while changing their diaper. So it's just so hard to get them to sit still because they'll wiggle and they'll move. So <laughs> the answer is this product, which is Dingle Dangle, which is, what is a, a Dingle Dangle, Jory. <sighs> okay. It is a toy and it is a mobile that is attachable to your forehead. It is removable and it can attach to the head of the crib. Ain't going to catch me slipping, Ariel. It can also be bent and turned into a rattle. And it gives parents that 30 seconds of distraction that they need. Now, for visual aid, dearest listeners, this is a headband with a very phallic arm that then attaches to a baby toy that is dangled over the baby while you're changing it. Okay. I'm just saying what everyone is thinking. I am just saying it. So dingle dangle, it's a little bit dorky looking. It's a little bit funny. I think honestly, that's part of the point is it has a bit of shock factor and that's what makes it a fun gift to give. If not, an ideal baby toy. So that's what it looks like. And you are welcome to Google it if my description is not good enough. (laughs) It's a great description. It's basically all-in-one entertainment on the go for your child. (laughs) It is entertaining to the parents, probably. Or like anyone that's watching the parent change their child. It's entertainment for them while also entertaining the child. Look, I think the founder, he doesn't really shy away from this. Like, it's built by a dad, and he mentions it's for dads. Right. It's a funny gift. It has multiple purpose in it. He highlights a little bit on some potential sensory benefits, which I wish yeah. he dived more into, but we can get into that later. Yes. But it's just a very silly-looking device. I think that's 
the one thing that I did like about it is the fact that you can detach it and put it on a stroller. Yeah. You can create it into a rattle mm -hmm. for your child. So you don't have to do the thingamabob on your forehead type thing, you know, like there, right. there's multiple uses mm -hmm. for the product. But I think for me, where it falls a little short really lies in the marketing here. And I think this founder is focused on that one use case of sure. like, hey, I want to make this into a gift, not necessarily a sensory kind of product where I think True. if he leaned in more towards a sensory product, partnered with some like occupational therapists to get their thoughts on things and introduce different age appropriate sensory products, mm -hmm. that would probably be a little bit of a stronger selling pitch for me instead of when he veered off towards let's license this for yeah. sports teams. Like mm -hmm. it just felt a little bit everywhere. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I agree totally with this idea of this mixed messaging, right? Mm -hmm. Because it straddles that line between being like a gag gift for new fathers to give to each other, but then also being like, an actual vitamin in helping with children that might be struggling with sensory issues or just needing like a distraction for the parents that are probably already sleep deprived, right? Mm -hmm. And it never quite falls on one line or the other, right? Like I think that the product design in itself kind of makes it more gaggy. I think Kevin calls it dorky at one <laughs> point. But there's also the very real need for having toys that help kids experience their early stages of development well. They mentioned that they have rattles. The rattles are okay for baby ears, something that mm -hmm. I didn't even know that you had to yeah. worry about. But the like decibel there, levels. <laughs> there is function there, mm -hmm. but it's almost like this brand can't decide is like this something that we're supposed to be laughing about and you kind of see it in the product design or is this something that's like actually trying to solve very real issues that parents that have children in certain early stages are trying to solve. Mm -hmm. The product itself, I think they said they ran out of product at one point mm -hmm. because it was so popular. So there's a need in the market. It sells for $40. It only costs them like, what, $12 to make. So really yep. good margins, even though it's a very silly product. Like, I don't think it's necessarily primed for not being a success. Mm -hmm. If this founder wants to lean into the dad angle, then lean into mm -hmm. it hard. Be like, I'm a dingle yeah. dangle daddy. Yeah. And yes. have it be like a whole suite of like videos like that. dads. Do you struggle with yep. your kids that when mom's gone? Right? right. Like lean yeah. in and double in on it. Like if that's your goal. But I think he's trying to do that, but through how he innovates on the product and less of like on the marketing side, which I feel like is a huge miss. Yeah. And it's also hard because I feel like our total addressable market is dads, right? Hmm. I feel like by trying to make it goofy, you're already sort of making it a subcategory of these new dads. Yeah. I was curious, though, what your recommendation would be as they're thinking about product expansion, like how to scale successfully, because I feel like they could start boxing themselves in a corner in terms of like their messaging and like mm -hmm. the goofiest of the goofy being their persona. I think he's trying to sell like the quirky goofiness, which isn't just pertaining to dads. Like moms can be sure. quirky and goofy. It's just more Parents, often than not, yeah. you know, dads. Are, I wish we had John for this because I feel like John would be like, I would 100% buy this. Yeah. John is actually at home with a dingle dangle on right now. <laughs> for all we know. <laughs> That's where he is. <laughs> I think expanding along the customer journey in some mm -hmm. ways, even though it is for a child in different facets, make the most sense as opposed to trying to expand to like different equipment entirely overall, like pick your product, pick your lane, it's toys. Yeah. Basically position it as a fun alternative. When you go shopping in like the children's aisles for things, it's always like 
this is how your child is going to succeed in life and like help set them up for success. Mm -hmm. And I think parents feel so much pressure as it is to like do the right things for their child or pick out the right experiences or like clothes and toys, whereas this kind of takes that pressure off. So I think there's something there that he can provide that will make this Mm -hmm. more of like a shelf-stable product over time, not just like a one-hit wonder, but it's just comes down to like the packaging, the messaging and how he's like bundling it in market. We've talked about this in past episodes, but like the descriptive factor that the name needs to have, it's almost like over descriptive. So now when you sell things like baby blankets, there might just be like, again, that misalign in messaging. What would you name it, Jory? Not to Uh, put you on the spot. Okay. Dingle dangle. What would you recommend if you don't have a name? Sense story. So like a play on sensory, like that's the like real value add here. Again, they're not really going that way. They're going more towards like the dad angle. But if they were really focused on like everything about this rattle is going to help your child, whether they're getting changed, whether they're in the stroller, whether they're on the ground and they need something to play with. Like, I think that that would be probably top of my head the first thing, just because then that opens up a whole new angle of like every sensory child product. It's not just for babies that need their diaper changed, but it's like it could grow with you. And I'm very like pro names that have companies that can grow with you as you whatever life cycle stage you're in. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is a company that like with baby toys, you could expand in so many different areas. Your brands needs to be reflective of that almost in an all-encompassing way while still being sort of descriptive. So that's where I'd go. I love that sense story because then it could even tie into the comic book angle that they're going yeah, after. The story. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. the sense story of like how Super Dad was able to like save yeah, the day. Exactly. Like that could be so cute. I love that. You're so clever, yeah. Jory. <laughs> what would you name it? Hmm. I don't dingle dangle dads. I think you got to lean into the humor. Mm. You got to lean into the silly. If that's going to be your yeah. persona and your brand, like go for it. Like make it yeah. into a whole dad empowerment. Make it a fun community. Yeah. yeah like lean I into like that. maybe the mm-hmm. single dad angle where there's a lot yeah. of single dads that don't have a lot of community and like support. This could also be a great opportunity to like position your product, but also tap into some needs there within the community that exists. You don't have to feel alone because you're actually a super dad, right? Yeah. Like I love that. Yeah. <laughs> like going into the uh, vulnerability be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Everyone's vulnerable when there's a diaper Gosh. down. <laughs> I think he was going for Mark and potentially like Damon yeah. trying to get that licensing play. Mm-hmm. And it's too bad because we had this guest shark, Candace, and she really wanted to learn more about like how this was solving for sensory issues. I think that's She's probably so a huge right about market. This. <laughs> and unfortunately, this founder really lost her by like kind of veering off. She couldn't really associate with the vision. Mm-hmm. And that was the shark that probably could have sealed the deal or like this founder could have made a deal with because Mm -hmm. it becomes really clear as this founder is starting to talk profitability that they're currently not profitable. They're losing money because they're essentially taking all of their profit and reinvesting it in inventory. But then sometimes they're not selling out. Like they did in 2022, Mm -hmm. made $67,000 and ran out of product in two months. So clearly there's demands there, but they're not scaling at a rate that is going to let them be successful over time. So, you know, like Mark, Kevin, Damon, Lori, the people that would be into more of that licensing scale play, not into it. But uh, he almost had Candace with this idea of like sensory issues, like really leaning into early childhood Mm -hmm. development, because you're so right. Like parents have immense pressure to just do everything correctly. And I think that this solves for that need in the market. Or even like a B2B play that she hints at. Mm, like nurseries, yes, right? daycares. Daycares. I think there could be a lot People of People that use. are buying a lot of baby products. 
because like this is only going to solve for a parent during a very specific time, but there are businesses that are specialized in this time of a child's life. So they're going to need to buy multiple Dingle Dangles. Ultimately though, the sharks were not sold, not sold on the Dingle Dangle, left them dangling. (laughs) So there was no Shark Tank deal that was made initially. Initially? Wait, is there more? There's more. So this was like the plot twist of this episode because all these sharks went out. We had that awkward moment where the founders like, are you sure? I'm trying to solve for it. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest plot twists I feel like in Shark Tank history, Kevin changed his mind. He was like, okay, royalties. (laughs) I could be convinced. Of course he can. Show him the money. Kevin can be convinced to take almost any risk With those margins, it makes sense. He's not wrong. Yeah, right. And so Kevin comes back in and agrees to $75,000 for 20% and wants a dollar a unit. And suddenly it's a deal, right? Plot twist again, 2.0. Stuart hadn't been paying attention to the deal and Kevin meant into perpetuity and Mm -hmm. Stuart thought there was a cap. So then no deal. And they go back and forth for a bit. And then suddenly plot twist number three, there's a deal again. (laughs) They settled for 75,000 for 20% and a dollar per unit up to $300,000. So it was a lot of back and forth, you know, dingling, dangling when it comes to making a deal. (laughs) I'm surprised that this product got a deal, honestly. I Mm -hmm. don't know about you, Jory, but like I feel like we've seen products that have had more sales in pre-sale that Mm -hmm. have been told no versus this. So it was a very interesting journey. (laughs) Very interesting. Sometimes you never know who's going to walk away with a Shark Tank deal. Production for today's episode was brought to you by Ari Desarmo. Editing comes from Robert Hartwig and support from Alfred Schultz. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or wherever you subscribe to the greatest podcasts ever. That does it for me. See you next week in the tank for another bite. Create Like the Greats, hosted by Ross Simmons, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each episode hosts an in-depth analysis of some of the greatest creations and creators of all time, along with deep dive conversations on the creative process that went into building companies and brands. If you like learning about history or learning about the creative process, you'll like this podcast. Listen to Create Like the Greats wherever you get your podcasts.